Hi, everyone. Welcome to Greenlight Reviews, where we talk about the movies. My name is Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. Well, I'm not indignant about this at all, because today, <laughs> Ann, we are yes. going to review a film called Indignation. Okay. It's not a great title, but believe me, this is one sensational movie. It was directed by James Shamus, and Philip Roth wrote the novel and helped write the screenplay here. And it stars a young actor I've seen in supporting roles many times, Logan Lerman, a beautiful young woman named Sarah Gaydon, and one of the best performances by a supporting actor I have ever seen in my life. His name is Tracy Letts. He's also a terrific playwright. Tracy Letts also wrote the Tony Award-winning play, August Osage County, a terrific play. He's a multi-talented guy. He almost steals this movie. Almost really doesn't quite cover it. Yeah. This is a film about a young Jewish kid. It's set in 1951. He lived in Newark, New Jersey, with a very humble, kosher butcher family. He somehow goes to Ohio, a small well, town. Well, his parents are very controlling, yes. if you recall less. And his father was particularly had a heavy hand with him. So he wanted to get out of the nest and go as far away as possible. So he ends up in Ohio. Right. Small town, small yep. college. Yep. A, a very conservative college. Winesburg University. Yes. And he finds himself at odds with everybody. The administration, the other students, anti-Semitism, and sexual repression because he falls totally in love with this beautiful young Gentile girl named Olivia Hutton, played by Sarah Gaydon. The indignation part of this comes because he really finds himself totally a fish out of water everywhere he turns. Mm-hmm. And he gets more angry and more angry and more angry. And the worst thing happens to him when he starts butting heads with the dean of men, Dean Codwell, played by Tracy Letts. Exactly. The two long scenes between these two men just knocked my socks off. I agree with you. We see so many films today where the explosions on screen are because of dynamite and CGI effects. Here we get explosions thanks to some verbal fireworks and emotional, passionate issues that are being debated by the young Marcus and the older Dean Caldwell. I really thought this movie was brilliant. I agree with you completely. I was so fascinated with Tracy Letts because when we first meet him, he seems like a pretty logical, kind, helpful dean of men. And as the first scene between them progresses, you think, well, I don't know how he's handling this. This, Oh, now he's not looking very good at all. Well, he really was trying to convey to the character Marcus, who is a real fish out of water, that In order to get along, you have to go along. Of course. That was the concept that pervaded most college campuses in the 50s. And this dean really didn't dislike Marcus. In fact, I think he rather loved him. 
because he wanted him to succeed. He wanted him to stay at the university. Sure. But Marcus could not justify the concept of life on a 50s college campus. It ran counter to everything that he believed in, which was freedom of religion, freedom of choice. And he was so against the compulsory chapel that everybody had to go to. The only person who really got him, and I'm using air quotes around the words got him, was Olivia. That's very, very true. And you start liking her. You really start liking her. You do, but then you realize that Olivia is a very fragile, troubled girl. And we learn this almost from the get-go. What I thought was fascinating about this movie, Les, was that as brilliant as Marcus was in the book learning department, he was that naive and that undeveloped socially. Right. He never could see what was the truth that was right in front of him. And how do we know this? Because he makes some very, very sad choices. And this idea of this movie, and I I don't think I'm going to kill the movie for anyone, but in the book, Philip Roth tells us about Marcus's fate within the first 20 pages. We know that Marcus has been killed, and he continues to narrate this book all the way to the end. I thought that was a magnificent concept from Philip Roth because it made the issues that Marcus was dealing with when we see the movie in present time all the more bittersweet, all the more provocative, all the more emotional. What a brilliant screenplay based on, of course, one of my favorite all-American novelists, Philip Roth. You know, almost every book that he wrote that was turned into a screenplay mm-hmm. was a big hit and a, a marvelous movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking first, way, way back when. Yes, of course. Goodbye, Columbus, yep. which, which was so great. Richard Benjamin, I believe. That's right. And also a young Jewish guy coming to Ohio. Well, uh, therein is the Philip Roth part of this story. He's of definitely Marcus. And the big threat in this movie is not just the campus uh, repression, but the big backdrop of this movie is the 50s war in Korea. Now, I did a little research on this, and I realized after seeing this movie that very few movies dealt with Korea. Oh, lots of movies dealt with the Vietnam conflict. We had Platoon, anything Oliver Stone did, Apocalypse and all that. But then you get to the Korean War, and it's mostly, as it was uh, called, the Forgotten War. And that's what threatens all of these kids that are going to school. They went to college in order to avoid the draft. Of course. Marcus is one of those kids. When he gets expelled from the school because he does too many, has too many run-ins with the dean, they can't spare him another semester. He's finally kicked out. And where does he end up? Enlisting in the war. And the fate that comes to him is foretold by his father, who always was terrified about the tragic consequences of the Korean War because so many of Marcus's high school friends had been killed in that war. I just think this is a tremendously affecting film. I think for what it has to say, 
I think there are a lot of things to think about in this film, certainly about the 1950s, certainly about the racial problems that we had back then, which really haven't all that much gone away, frankly, 65 years later. There's a, a brilliant scene. I think we have to mention it because there are some supporting performances in this movie that are really mind-boggling. I'm talking about Marcus's mother, played by Linda Eamond. And if you recall, she comes to the hospital to visit her son who's had an emergency appendectomy. And that's where she first meets this beautiful blonde girlfriend of Marcus's, Olivia. She knows, of all the people, what Olivia is all about. She actually cares for Olivia, but she makes a bargain with her son. And that bargain will change Olivia's life, Marcus's life, and his mother's life for the rest of eternity. This is a some great piece of work. It really, really is. Unfortunately, maybe because of the title, it did not hang around that long. If you really care about really good films with great ideas and things to worry about and think about and discuss with other people, I urge you to rent or buy Indignation. You will never forget it. You will certainly never forget Tracy Letts. I agree. You know, Indignation perfectly captured the 50s, but the human drama, the relationships that we see on the screen, the defining of one's belief systems, those are timeless. And that's what makes Indignation not just a good film, a great film. I agree. For me, this movie, Indignation, gets a green light. Well, I guess from the way we both have been talking, I think everybody now knows it's getting two green lights. Again, as soon as this comes out on DVD, I am going to buy it because I'm going to have to watch this film I agree three, with you. four, five times because Stunning. it is just so, so remarkable. Okay, we've got two green lights for Indignation. We're going to be back very, very shortly to review another film. We hope that you will all hook on with us again and listen to what we have to say and agree or disagree. That's the fun part of it. Until that time, though, my name's Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And Greenlight hopes very much that you don't feel any indignation the next time you go to the movies. In a world infatuated with comic fandom comes a show to help us remember the talents that have inspired us. Whoa, 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 cut. Oh, come on. It wasn't come that on. bad. It's a bit dramatic. Let's just tell them about the show, guys. We are the Canned Air Podcast. Join us weekly for a comedic trip through pop culture. We also welcome some cool comic creators, as well as some of the voice and screen actors that help shape your childhood. Find us on cannedairpodcast.com and on the Evergreen Podcast Network.